Digital 410 Productions proudly presents the What's in Your Head podcast. Digitized live from the ACT Computer Studios in Cape Coral, Florida, it's the What's in Your Head podcast with your hosts Gordon and Don Abernathy. What's up, what's up, what's up, OG5? We're back after the holiday little getaway and my excursion to Tampa slash Bradenton this weekend. Gordon, how are you, friend? I'm doing good. Just got back from a vacation, ready to hit the ground running. But while I was on vacation... It was basically me and the pup hanging out. I was thinking, and it's going to bring a question to you. What is a thing that dogs do that you wish we could get away with? What is the number one thing? Putting our nose in random people's crotches? Not for me. I mean, if well, that's not a, at is that... our advanced age now, but maybe when we were like 17 and 18, it would have been beneficial. Well, I'm sitting there watching Oliver do Oliver things, and the thing that I wish that I could do that he does with reckless abandon is flop on things, crash into things, and even go into the grass and push himself with his face on it. Well, you're you're if saying I tried that, that I'd break shit. Well, I was gonna say you're saying that now as an old man, but these are all things we did as a kid. I can remember to this day, Melody saying, "Stop flopping on the couch." So he used to flop on the couch. We used to get grass stains on our clothes because we'd go slide and roll down hills. So. Oliver's a child, he's a puppy, he's a little kid, if you will, and so he does the things that little kids do. So the things that you wish you could do, truth be told, you used to do at one point in time. Just like when Oliver becomes an old man, he won't do those things anymore either. So right now, he is the equivalent of a five-year-old child. Yeah, one thing that dogs do that I don't think human, even children could get away with is laying on the grass and pushing the whole body forward with the feet. Nowadays, no, but back when like the <laughs> 80s and 70s um, on a nice incline... Possibly with a little bit of water on the grass, perhaps a little bit of mud. I'm sure there was kids who used to partake in that particular activity. Speaking of water and grass, I was at the park doing the old doggy laps, and uh, the sprinklers were on. Now, mind you, it's 80, 85-ish degrees in Las Vegas. The air is dry. It's just kind of spring. It's dry. He- and, and every there were probably 20 kids and several adults just running through the sprinklers. And now were these, well, you guys don't have built-in ground sprinklers. You're talking about the old. Yes, they are. Really? They're, they, they, they're at the park, so they do the big sweep. Well, not the, but it's just a big sweep back I got you. Huge. And I thought that was cool. I thought it was still a little chilly. It's weird because out here, if it's under 100 degrees, I don't feel like getting in a pool. Because when you get out, it's so dry, you get cold. That's funny. Quite quickly due to the evaporation. Yeah, it's funny. I'm the same way. I mean, I'm not making funny. It's just funny how that works. You know, both of us growing up in Ohio and Kentucky, particularly when you had to walk to school or go to the bus stop, as soon as it got to 50, after a long winter, we were all wearing shorts and a t-shirt at the bus stop. Like, oh, yeah. Now we live in high heat climate areas, and if it gets below 72, we're like, it's fucking cold. Looking over at your buddy. What's wrong with you, Nancy? Yeah, right. Why are you still in a jacket and coat? Pretty much. Jacket and coat. Let's try that again. A coat and pants. Coat and pant? Coat and pant. I had a a experience this weekend um, that it's, it's funny you bring it up about being wet and cold in 63-degree weather, but that's exactly what happened to me. So- were you a soggy doggy? 
So, um, my old roommate slash lead singer of the band I used to be in high school, he's been on the show a handful of times in the past. And, um, he came down here, I would say about two months ago and we hung out and, uh, me and his family and I took Nugget over and we all had dinner and a good time. His mom um, and dad currently bought a boat, um, a large boat, about 53 feet. And they have it docked up in Bradenton, which is about 45 minutes from here. Mm-hmm. Now he called me. Well, I knew when he was down here that his his daughter, who's like in fifth grade, was talking about wrestling nonstop. Now we're talking full on wrestling, right? Like yeah. The 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 Hulk Hogan wrestling of. Well, your... it'd be weird if your fifth grade was in the college collegiate wrestling with singlets and ASIC shoes. So yes. Hey, who's the past <laughs> judgment man in these times? Yes, that we're talking full blown Hulk Hogan wrestling. And uh, when they were down here, what's up, Morgan Long? OG five checking in. They were talking about Hulk Hogan and this and that. And so they went back and about, I don't know, two or three weeks ago, Brad sends me a text says, hey, man, you want to go to WrestleMania? I was like, huh? Now with COVID, because of, well, Florida's an open state, but they're still slowly bringing things back together. Mm-hmm. And so they're having WrestleMania at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, which is where the um, Tampa Bay Bucks play. NFL Stadium, all outdoor. And so what they're doing, I think they... I don't know what the full-time occupancy is. Uh, you can look that up while I tell the story. But they were basically allowing 25,000 people in. And so what they were doing, they were selling seats in pods of threes and fours. And so what they would do is they would have three seats open, and then they would fold up the ones next to them, put industrial strength like zip ties on them, so you couldn't fold them down while well, you could with a good swift kick. But that was their loophole. And so he was telling me, him and his wife, they wanted to get WrestleMania tickets for their daughter because she's super all into right. it. You got to correct you, WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Oh, by the way, the capacity of Raymond James Stadium, well, that's kind of a mouthful, mm-hmm. 65,000. So out of 65,000, they're only letting 25,000 in. Sounds about right. And uh, But the way it worked is you could either buy seats and sets of three or sets of four, but they're pre-configured sets. And they basically said the sets of three sold out instantaneously. So you got to have a group of people. Yeah. So they were stuck buying a set of four, but they didn't have a fourth person. So they asked me if I wanted to go. And I said, sure. And I'm like, well, it's two days. <laughs> okay. Driving to Tampa one to go to an Should event. You uh, told me uh, it was two days first. Hey, I got a two day thing coming up. You want to go? <laughs> um, going to an event that you're not a big participant in, such as wrestling. I haven't watched wrestling since the 90s. Brad Do you I used feel to... like an outsider, an interloper? Not really. Um, I'll get to that momentarily. And so, anyhow, I agreed to go. I was more interested in hanging out with my best friend from back in high school who lives up in Ohio and, you know, go to a wrestling event. And I figure, you know, wrestling may be cool live. You know, I mean, yes, it's scripted and it's choreographed, but these guys are just still jumping off 10-foot cages and smacking each other with chairs and all that good and stuff. they still beat the shit out of their bodies. So. Exactly. And then, so... I agreed to go and time floats by very quickly and Friday rolls around. I'm like, Oh, I got that thing this weekend. And so I basically get ready to roll out. Now it doesn't start until seven gates open at seven on Saturday. So I didn't have to leave here until like one o'clock on Friday. Cause I was supposed to meet him at his mom's boat at the Marina at two 30 in Bradenton. And then it's an extra hour to get from Bradenton into Tampa. And so I made it up there. His flight was delayed. Long story short, we met up, we hung out for a little bit. And uh, I have on a pair of Dickie shorts, a t-shirt, and a hat. And his wife is getting her stuff ready. They're pulling out sweatshirts. 
He's like, look, shorts, a t-shirt and a hat. So you look like you're from California. He's like, it's calling for rain. I was like, hmm. I can't remember the last time it's rained down here, but it is Florida. (laughs) It is Florida, and it usually rains all the time. Yes, and I have said on this podcast that if you live in Florida in the summertime, it's like living in Seattle. And so 98.7% of the time, I keep a jacket or a long sleeve shirt or a hoodie in my truck so that if it were to rain at work, I have bases covered. Well, last week, I took Nugget and her young gentleman caller out on their first date. And so I took the work shirts and the jacket out of the backseat of the Tundra. We didn't drive the Volkswagen because we didn't want them that close together. And so I drove the Tundra, but I took all that stuff out of the backseat. And so now here I am in Bradenton. It's calling for rain, and I don't have my rain gear. Uh, Well, how bad could it be? Yeah, what's a fool to do? Yeah, I'm tough. I can handle it. So we hop in the car, and Brad doesn't have a sweatshirt. His wife and his daughter do, and we're driving, and it's perfectly clear. Not a big problem. As soon as we get into downtown Tampa, boom, boom, boom. It's like Guys, it's oh like Ohio. God. It's gray, and then all of a sudden, it's like hurricane season. We're driving through the interstate, and there's palm fronds flipping through over the lanes, and it's super windy as hell. And um, we get there, and you want to talk about Making lemons out of bad lemonade, or making lemonade out of bad lemons. Look, does this make at least make country time quality lemonade? No, I'm thinking more like. Well, actually, yeah, probably country time. Maybe a little higher. Maybe um, I don't know, a little little classier. A little fresh squeeze. Now we all know that airports, um, large venues such as stadiums, they tend to bring the property value down around them. They're not exactly the nicest neighborhoods around those areas, especially after a long period of time. Yeah, actually, I thought the goal was to help bring the property value up, so they put them in a rundown area. Yeah, how's that work? I don't know. Ours is not in a rundown area. <laughs> well, there's some people who have houses that are not much to look at right across the street, but boy, I'll tell you what, they sure do take advantage of game day. Oh, I bet you had some <laughs> fucking parking going on, didn't you? Oh, it was $40 to park in my front lawn, and that was cheap. And somebody... who they don't have anything valuable in your vehicle. Somebody had a windfall. They had like... I would say two and a half acres undeveloped, just sitting right across the street. So I they're lining people up. dollars a year with a vent. Oh, exactly. I mean, the one lady, she probably stacked six of them in her parking, her front yard of her house. So that's six times 40. This guy probably fit 30 of them in this, you know, three or four acres. So these guys are making, and that's all tax-free money, mind you. Money, we could go to the bingo hall down at the casino today. Yeah, and so... As soon as we get out of the car, it's pouring down rain, and you know we got to put the mask on. So now you feel like you're being waterboarded. You got your mask on, and I'm sure if anybody's like me who has the mask that they that are um, not temporary, like you have the permanent mask. I got four masks, and I didn't wash wash those motherfuckers in every year. <laughs> I wear them. I so keep them in my car. All the bad, stinky meals that you've eaten over the time is has is stuck in that mask. And right? so now I'm wearing a mask that's getting wet that has not been washed in a year. <laughs> And weaponize everything. <laughs> and so we have to go down Raymond James. And because it's all a, a facade, if you will, you have to scan the ground, right? With your phone and it pulls up the COVID checklist. Which obviously, if you're paying full disclosure, depending on where you're sitting, between anywhere between 70 to 200, uh, 70 to 289, if you're in the front row, like $2,500 for tickets. It don't matter. You're, You're not answering yes to any of these fucking questions. 
Have you been around did, anybody? Did I throw in that one tricky question that's that you have to answer the opposite direction? No, one of them was actually already highlighted with uh, no. I think it was like, are you? Is there a mandatory requirement for COVID testing? It was I mean, low. But question one: Have you been around anybody with COVID? And blah blah blah. Nope. Question two: Nope. So you answer no to all these, and wow, there's a green check mark. So once you show them your phone with the green check mark, head on in through the metal detectors. Go down there, they scan your ticket. And as we're walking up, everybody's like in all of the covered area. Because we thought they're trying to stay out of the rain. They're in the bathrooms, they're down by the concession stands, they're not out in the chairs. And as soon as we get near our seats, we hear, It is now free to go into the stadium. You are now cleared to go into the stadium. You fucking line hopping mofo. No, um, I wasn't line hopping. Apparently, once you get into the stadium, they had, especially down here in Florida, and not even at the, prof- the professional levels, it's a given, but we even have them at our high school. We have lightning detectors right. around any open field because high school kids have been struck by lightning during practice. And so anytime there's a lightning strike and the detector goes off, they make you wait 15 to 30 minutes before they allow you to go back in that open area. So before we got there, I guess the weather alert went off, and so everybody was told to go in into cover. Fun fact, lightning detectors. Mm-hmm. So well, at Big Sky, you know what we use as lightning detectors? What's that? AM radio. It'll Makes crack sense. up to 10 miles out when the lightning strikes. Poor man lightning detector. And it worked great. And so we're it's like 6 o'clock, and we're sitting there. Mm-hmm. And we thought there was going to be like a pre-show. And what I mean by pre-show is this thing is televised on um, pay-per-view. And apparently Peacock, which I learned through the wrestling community as they booed every time Peacock's name was mentioned. Apparently in the WWE community, there was a service where you could pay and it was WWE's own online TV station. And he had access to all the archives. Well, the McMahon family, being smart business folk that they are, they teamed up with Peacock, and now if you live in the United States, unless you hop on a VPN and pretend like you're in Mexico, you cannot watch the online service. You have to watch it all through Peacock, which ain't a big deal per se, because I guess the monthly subscription fee is about the same, but Peacock being Peacock, and this being 2021, they went through and deleted a handful of episodes that were deemed a little inappropriate for modern let's, day let's viewing. Let's rephrase that. Peacock being NBC being Comcast. Yes. And being 2021, they deleted a handful of classic episodes that were deemed a little inappropriate for today's precious times. So it's funny. Every time they they would put the Peacock thing up on the banner, people were booing. And so we're sitting there. We're getting rained on because we're right. You know, we're sitting in these seats. we're, We're getting rained on and about five rows up in the cheaper seats. They're undercover. It's like, wow, we paid more money to get wet. And so... We're sitting there. We're getting rained. We're sunburned. On. Yeah, we're getting rained on, and it finally stops raining, but it's sixty-three degrees, and now we're cold. Back to you're what you're probably blue and chattering, right? No, dealing with you get up every once in a while, and so finally, eight o'clock rolls around. They start the theme song. It's cool. It's all light show. All the built-in monitors on the walls. You've been a hockey game, you know that. Plus the monitors and laser light the WWE brings in. It's all big spectacle. It's almost with the fireworks going off and the smoke. You feel like you're at a Pink Floyd. Uh, what are the? Uh, I was going to see sanitarium. What was the uh, things you go to see the stars? The planetarium. Remember that the would old? Be called a planetarium. Remember yes. the old Pink Floyd planetarium light show, laser light shows in the '90s. Everybody'd yeah. go to and get high. 
I said, with the smoke and the laser lights, you felt like Whoa. you're in there. And as soon as they say, and they play the montage of, you know, WrestleMania over the years, and there's the one where Hulk Hogan's body slamming you know, Andre the Giant, and they're fast forwarding, and welcome to WrestleMania 37. Bant, bant, bant. Scoreboard turns blue. Weather alert. Please leave the stadium and go to covered area. Weather alert. So we've been sitting out in the rain from 6.30 until 8. The damn thing just started, and we all have to go back inside for 45 minutes because the lightning monitor went off again. <laughs> oh, so now we're back inside. And it's kind of it cool. It sounds though. like this is on brand for anything you do. It's kind of cool, though, because we, we got smart this time. We're, we're on the second deck, and we're close to the, um, the private suite area. And so instead of going down to the concession and standing by the restrooms and all the concrete... We went up into the um, concessions by all the private suites and have all the TVs up there. And so we were able to watch the um, interviews and, you know, the montage stuff that they're showing on the, the live pay-per-view feed instead of just showing a blank wrestling arena. And so we got to see the interviews and hear all that. It starts up. It's cool. They're, because with COVID in 2020, they didn't get to show their Hall of Fame people from 2020. So they bring out them Hulk Hogan's there, all the people from the late nineties and WOs out there. And, um, they're welcoming them. Well, Hawk didn't have to go far. Yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, well, um, there's a lot of people still, um, very upset with Hulk Hogan. You just have to do with his wife and a one. Uh, this has him, to do with some com- one Bubba. <laughs> no, this is more has to do with the comment he made about, um, some people of a different persuasion who were friends with his son and on a, on a pre-recorded show that the word started with the, the letter N about five years ago. Really? Yeah. And uh, so anytime when he was out there, he, there, there are some people still booing him. And so the whole thing starts up and I'm not going to give the full rundown of WrestleMania. It was cool, but the weirdest thing was is there's no play by play. They're doing it on TV from the announcer's desk, but they're not playing it over the PA because then you get feedback through the microphones and over the TV, you'd get a loop. Like if I were to turn on our feed right now from our live stream. Now, when they introduced Hulk Hogan, was it Hulk Hogan or Hollywood Hogan? It was it was the NWO Hulk Hogan. So he went, he went and re-dyed his facial hair black and had the white beard, you know, straight. So that's when he was the heel, right? Yep. And so they had his whole crew out there and, um, it was cool. Um, but it's weird because they would make the announcements and the stage light shows would come on. The guys would come walking down the stage and they would do their walk into the music. And then they was like, this is a tag team championship women's for blah, blah, blah. And then the wrestling match starts, but because they don't want that loop, you don't hear nothing. All you hear is the, the slamming on the, uh, the mat and silence because we're up in the stadium. We're too far back to hear what they're saying in the ring. And we're so far back with the obstruction that we're actually watching the wrestling match on a, on a big screen. And for those of you watching, <laughs> yeah, right. For those of you watching at home, um, I'm going to put up a photo. Here is my view. And Gordon, if you here in about 30 seconds, you can look over at Facebook and you'll see our view. And so we're behind the pirate ship that they have set up. So we can see the scaffolding back there. Once again, I'm not complaining. These are free tickets to me and they're very expensive tickets, mind you. But if you look at- absolutely, and that's what always kind of drives me nuts about going to live events because you're paying all this money to end up ultimately watching it on the monitor. Yeah, but you you, you do get the feeling of the crowd. You get to participate yes. in the bullshit and all the chants, and this is awesome, uh-huh. and and the fireworks and all that stuff. And so it was still cool. But you can see this it looks like the ring 
is, ring is blocked by one of the, the the pillars, and that was their ticket was sold as obstructed view. Okay, well that's clear. And I mentioned to Brad, I said, well, do you think like if they were to do this in a stadium with a roof, they would have this suspended from the ceiling so you wouldn't have these pillars? Now the cool thing is these pillars were monitors, so when the the WrestleMania light sign you see there and the the built-in signs when they're walking out these would change and they would show video feeds and all that so it was cool they they made it part of the thing and the actual the skirts on the ring themselves were actually monitors except for one side the side in front of the um the area where the announcers were you know what i thought would be cool just looking at that and knowing the modern technology if they took that pillar and basically took it into a video monitor that make it transparent the view that that showed the view that you're missing yeah, they could do that because that's basically the technology that they're working on with the uh, those invisibility cloaks. So if they were to put a GoPro right behind that pillar and then put the feed on that pillar, it would be like the hey, pillar's your invisible. Feet froze, no sound. Uh, no, no audio. Of course. Um, hold on. It may be because I switched that photo. Yeah, and also on YouTube. Yeah, hold on. I'm trying to get back to my Zoom. Sorry. Ah, now I'm hitting the wrong buttons. Sorry, guys. And so, anyhow. What we were what we were just saying, sorry for those of you watching the video. Um that pillar that was in the ring, Gordon it just came back up. Yeah, I know, because I'm trying to do all this and I don't have a producer in here to click these buttons. But as Gordon was saying, and as we were saying, the smart thing would have been on those pillars that they would mount a camera behind them, shining on the ring, and then they could display that video on the pillar, it would then basically make it invisible. Kind of like those invisibility cloaks. And so yes, the pillar did block us. And um but it was a good time. I'm not familiar with this gentleman named Bad Bunny. I think I've seen him on a uh, Corona commercial with Snoop Dogg. He was there. He's a Cuban or Puerto Rican hip-hop star. Okay. He he actually did some good wrestling. And apparently, if you go on ESPN and all these other websites, they're saying he had the best fight of the first night. And um, so it was fun. It did. We didn't get out of there until like close to one because of the rain delay. But it was cool. Um, a lot of cool fights. Um, once again, did see it up on the Jumbotron. Now, back when the thing started, WWE's always kind of been known for being semi-patriotic, right? I mean, kind of down for the American cause, wouldn't you say? We go yeah, back to the eighties. You had Hulk Hogan. If you look back at their fan base, right? Yeah, you had Hulk Hogan versus the Iron Sheik, and then like in. Right around Gulf War time, they would send their wrestlers over to USO shows over in the Middle Eastern, and you know they would exploit the shit out of that to get more viewers and all that. Mm-hmm. So it's before the wrestling starts, ladies and gentlemen. We'd like to introduce to you national recording artist so and so you never heard of to sing "America the Beautiful." And before this, I'm looking around, and I mentioned Brad. I said I don't see an American flag anywhere. Not even on the monitor? Not yet. Now, we are in an NFL stadium, and we know they had a kerfuffle when it comes to the national anthem. And so there is not an American flag. Usually, five years ago and before any sporting event, whether it's a hockey arena, high school football, major NFL, there's an American flag somewhere. And always did something to you, too, right? Nowhere to be found. that, That pride you know ladies and gentlemen national recording artist you never heard of to sing the national not the national anthem because it's 2021 america the beautiful hmm now they're gonna follow us up with the national anthem no so the, as you guys saw in that photo which i would switch to but i would lose audio because i didn't add the audio to that video um 
basically what you would they come out and they start singing America the Beautiful. And people stand up and a small handful, and particularly the younger cats, take off their hats and put their hands over their heart. Now, I'm someone who used to complain when people wouldn't stand for the national anthem, take their hats off, and put their hands over their heart, but I'm not but I'm not doing that. No. It's not the national anthem, right? Exactly. They're trying to make it to the national anthem. They even had fucking planes fly over. They had like two F-14s fly over. So they had the flyover like NASCAR. They got flags up on the screen. But heaven forbid. Little does he know the F-14's been retired for over a decade. F-18's, whatever. And... I'm a I'm an infantry guy. I'm not into the the guys who fly around too much unless they're flying B forty seven. But anyhow, and rinse and repeat on day two. Day two, this time no rain. Ladies and gentlemen, national recording artist, somebody you never heard of, different person, singing America the Beautiful. And I'm like, no, we are not going to normalize America the Beautiful to be our new national anthem. Interestingly enough, I was telling Dad this story, and he told did you me TikTok this by chance. Yes, I did. I told dad this story and he told me about 40 ish years ago, they tried this back then Mm. different excuses, not because of racism, not because of whatever. Basically they said it back then because they thought the lyrics were too violent. Have they they, ever listened to nursery rhymes? Yeah. Right. So, but anyhow, so apparently there was an early on push back in the days. What's going on, John craft back in the day. And now we're making it happen. But I was telling Carrie, this is the WWE, right? This is, they have six or seven professional ass kicking women. They got people of every race, color, creed on there. It's like, it is the melting pot. It would be so nice if they would come on and say, look, we understand we're in an NFL stadium that maybe there's a kerfuffle, but we are a diverse company, just like we are a diverse nation. And we are not going to fall on this national anthem thing. It's horrible. We're going to show that. You know, we're bring we're taking it back, if you will. It would have been so nice if they would have just stood up for it, played the fucking national anthem. Everybody do that, but no, no. And one, obviously, once that over, it's gone. And so the flags off the display, and there's no flags flying anywhere. And so that was to me was kind of the saddest part. But I get it. You're at a football stadium, and they've turned their back. But while we're on a subject, um, the NFL still has a conference called the American Football Conference because it was originally the American Football League. And then they got consumed. And the AF, that's the American Football Conference, right? Or division? I'm not a football guy. Uh, I think it's either a conference. It's the AFC. The AFC, yeah. American Football and the Conference. NFC, yes. And the NFL. Yeah, two, two divisions, right? Two yeah. conferences. Well, and then they play the, the, uh, if we're refusing to play the national anthem at football stadiums and we're refusing to fly the American flag, why don't you guys change the name of that conference? Let's just wipe it all out together. Do you just wish a thought. We were Russia League. I don't know. Just give it another name. Just a thought. Anyhow, not to dwell too much on the football on the um, wrestling wrestling thing. But day two, we went out to Walmart, got us some raincoats. I got me a poncho. I was like, I'll sell this some bitch for twenty bucks. Didn't rain. <laughs> it rained that morning in Bradenton. We were at a small little restaurant down on the water, and the hurricane panel blew in because of the high winds. It rained like a bastard. But as soon as we got down there. Parked in the same lady's yard. This time she gave me $10 off. Didn't rain the whole day. Wasn't no delays. It got out of there a decent time. Got back to Bradenton at 1230. I looked at my watch. It's like, well, if I leave now, I can get home at 230. Because I, I got to thinking, well, maybe I'll just stay another night on the boat. I'll get up at 5, drive home, be in time home for work at 9. 
But I got to thinking, well, if I do that, I'm going to get stuck in Sarasota, Sarasota's morning commute traffic and be late. So I just, I, I took out my contacts, put on my glasses, bid Brad a fair ado, and I stopped and got me a black coffee and hit the road. And I was home by 2.15, took a shower and went to bed and got up at 8 and was back at work this morning. But it was a good time. Um, Logan Paul was there. He got his ass kicked. That was fun. He was there on day two. There you go. Um, there is a character called Alexa Bliss, and she plays a character. Well, that's her wrestling name. She plays a character. For anybody who's ever played Bioshock, especially Bioshock 1, there's a character called uh, Little Sister. She's very innocent. She wears a dress, and she sings and all this, but if you piss her off, she calls in Big Brother, and Big Brother comes in and kicks your ass, right? Okay. Well, Alexa Bliss kind of plays that character. She's She's all innocent and like, a little girl and and all that and, and if you do something bad she brings in this big dude i'm you know once again i haven't seen wrestling since 1999 but this dude's pretty big his name's called fiend and he comes in and it's very to me if anybody's ever played video games it's very reminiscent of bioshock well this chick went to the same high school you and i went to she graduated like 2002 gotcha and uh, i guess earlier in the season the edge or one of these guys i don't know one of these old school guys poured some fire and gasoline on him burnt him up and there's a whole storyline right and mm-hmm. so he comes out everything goes all black white fires coming up it's super cool i mean they get especially on friday uh, saturday night when we were out there in 63 degrees freezing whenever the wrestlers came out who had fire and the fire pots went off you could actually feel the heat like got to be warm for two seconds but anyhow they bring but bring him out and they bring out this giant uh, Jack in a box and she's out there in her little dress and pops up and he comes out and they start wrestling. She disappears. I guess the storyline they're working on, she portrays him. She comes up and has all this black oil running on her face and gets his attention and he gets pinned and he loses and all that stuff. But um, it was kind of cool to see somebody out there from, you know, little town Griff City, Ohio. And uh, like I said, Logan Paul got his butt kicked. That was fun. And um, it was a good time. It was definitely interesting. Um, I try to get, uh, there's a guy who follows me on Instagram. He lives here. He was there. He was actually down on the other side of the stadium. He's a diehard wrestling fan. I was trying to get him on the show so you can get the take of what the diehard wrestling guys thought of it. But as somebody who's not into it and just went, it was cool to see. I was just talking about, I was like, God damn, they spent a lot of money on this. I mean, everything. Big production, right? Every flat surface had a monitor on it. They had fire pots pyrotechnics laser lights it was the amount of money and i was telling brad it's like well with twenty five thousand people here even the money they're spending on tickets their money all come that doesn't even pay for this stuff i mean the lighting guys the roadies the sound guys i mean and a lot of them are unions yeah and these cats are there's probably 300 people to put on that show i mean you had guys squeegeeing off the ring from the rain so clearly all their money came from the peacock subscriptions and in the pay-per-view, but it was a good time. So, um, and they made the big announcement. The next one's going to be in Dallas next year. So apparently we're going to go from Florida to Dallas because those are the only ones open. Um, so I, we were driving back from the, uh, wrestling stadium last night and Brad's like, Hey, do you remember like a year ago, there was a worldwide story about the mother who was left mortified after her toddler took pictures of her while she was dying her hair naked and sent the pictures to uh, of her butt butt to all the, her Snapchat contacts. Do you remember no. that story? Nope. Missed that one. It's all over. It went all over. This is Daily Mail, um, October 16th of 2020. Um, 
just real quick. Mother of, a, mother of four was mortified to discover that her tot had sent pictures of her bare bottom to all of her Snapchat contacts in her phone. Emily Schmidt, 30, from Ohio, but living in California, left her two-year-old daughter, um, let, let her two-year-old daughter play with her phone while she dyed her hair, but was clueless that the snap-happy toddler was taking shots of her bottom while she was naked. It wasn't until she received, received text messages from her co-workers saying thanks for the nudes that Emily realized that her daughter had been sending naked shots of her to all the various friends on Snapchat, Snapchat no. including her colleagues and former UNI pals. I bring this up because, well, that's Brad's sister. <laughs> oh, shit. I guess when this happened, she was doing news <laughs> interviews with like stage, like talk shows in England and Fox News and NBC. Good morning. Her she, 15 minutes of fame was not the 15 minutes she's looking for. Was yeah, it? and so she made the rounds. And the story that I'm reading this from is from Daily Mail. And, uh, and Brad's wife said, you know, I got to tell you, like three months later, we babysat her. And after she went home, I was going through my phone two days later, and there's pictures of her. The baby had taken a bunch of pictures of herself. So apparently this is what the kid did and probably <laughs> just was hitting random buttons. But, yeah, she got worldwide famous because her, her three-year-old was sending out naked pictures of her ass while she was dyeing her hair, and it just happens to be Brad's half-sister. I thought that was hilarious when he told me that. Oh, that is. That is. So I did have something else kind of that I'm, I'm working through that – did not go the way I intended this weekend. What's that? Well, as you know, when I'm interested in something, I research it to a level that annoys everybody. Mm-hmm. Well, I failed to do that this time around. I sent you a picture or, or, or a few of said. Every bottom. Of this right here. Uh-huh. So what you didn't know is that thing wasn't fully mounted on the uh, the firearm. You didn't go out to the range, did you? No, I didn't. I lost a laser but, with a time like that. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, but check this out. Check this out. So I got it. So it, it's basically SIG um, P320X carry. Mm-hmm. It's pre-cut. Slides pre-cut for a SIG optic. Yeah, that'd be easy. We went. We spent some of that, that Joe Biden money on firearm stuff. And uh, when it went to the gun shop and... Said, oh, you're looking at two, the Romeo One or the Romeo One Pro. I was like, well, I'll save 80 bucks. I'll get the Romeo One. And I even ordered one of these that you can't freaking find anywhere, even though in electrical work, you're required to have certain torque. It's called a fat wrench. This is a torque wrench. Okay. So I picked up one of those Saturday. I get out there. I decided to do this in my yard at my table. And you get the optic on. I said, man, it fits a little sloppy, but maybe that's just how it is. Maybe it's not a perfect fit. Go to run the screws in. Because after all, it is universal. What was that, fella? That was a, I had my sound off, but apparently I didn't. Apparently. Uh, so uh, I'm, 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 I grabbed the old fat wrench and it keeps turning. The pressure goes away. Like stripped out threading? <sighs> Stripped out my screw. Or was it not, was the bolt not making the reach through the piccaninny to the contact with the nut? Nope, not, this is the trick. So is I there a the nut other, on it or is it just threaded metal nope. on the other side? It's, it, so it's in the, it's threaded. The, the slide's actually threaded. Okay. Which is, you know, about as hard as steel as you can get. So it actually screws so into the slide? The, the other no bolt. piccaninny? 
There's no picking in. No, it's actually built into the slide of the. Oh, that sucks. What it is is you take the no, you take the. It was the bolt, fortunately, not the gun that stripped. The bolt seemed kind of cheesy, so I'm looking at. It, I, I said, "Fuck!" Now I got to order two bolts. I go, "Sig, Sig's uh, customer support's not open." I just thought I, I effed up, so then I went to research. Lo and behold, Sig Sauer has two variants of that pistol. Actually, three now. And then I got the revision two variant that changed in 2020, actually 2019, that that slide cut is now made for the pro version and the Leupold Delta Point Pro optic only, not the Romeo one, which explained why it didn't fit. Well, with that, so the footprint was slightly different, even though the bolt holes lined up, they put different threading in there. So what am I going to do? This is a, I'll, I'll be honest, it's a $300 per fuck up right now. What's the return policy on it? Well, I, I packed everything up nicely. And yesterday morning I went to, to the, the gun shop. Who's, these guys are, are awesome. Uh, it's their local shop and I'll give them a plug. It's freedom firearms. So I went down there and I walked in, Hey, what's up? I said, man, I effed up. I, I research things normally, but I didn't this time. And I explained my case. He goes, well, let me, this guy's the one who does returns. When did you buy it? I said, Wednesday. Okay, let's look at it. And then I, I, I had the bolts where they were going. I said, but I do want to show you something. I effed up the bolts because I'm going to be honest. This is a small business. Mm-hmm. He goes, you know, the, the goal is we want to be able to sell it. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, well, goes, we're going to have a problem there, son. Actually, uh, he goes, give Sig a call on Monday. Yep. Talk to your customer services and get, and get order yourself some bolts. So I called Sig today and they are shipping free of charge. Nice. Two new bolts. So I could take it and then have to pay another $89 for the upgraded optic. So I'm going to, I've been kind of recording some of the shenanigans and I'll probably put it together as a Patreon exclusive uh, video that we'll throw up later uh, just to see how everything works out. But uh, cause I'll eventually go to the range. Allegedly these, Optics are fairly well zeroed, but I'll go out and they'll zero it a little bit. I don't want to spend too much money. By the way, they did have nine millimeter, uh, brand new by Remington, one twenty four grain. Guess how much that target ammo runs for five hundred? For five hundred? Oh Jesus! I was going to say about forty five for fifty. So let's do the math. Uh, for five hundred, I'm going to say three seventy five. Four hundred and fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. Makes and then the remanufacturers right. were four hundred, so they are starting to get ammo in there, but it's now at a price where people's like, eh. so I did buy, a, I did buy, a, I was like, I'll just buy a fifty pack. Yeah, that ain't <laughs> shooting ammo. That's uh, that's saving ammo. That's it. Well, exactly. I've got the remanufacturers that I'll use as my my shooting ammo. Um, but uh, yeah, that uh, I will give it to uh, you know, we'll see how this thing plays out. As long as I don't eat three hundred dollars, or then have to maybe just order the bolts somewhere else and yeah. make it work. Uh, I'd rather not do that. Um, or they do have a plate that you can put on there, but then it makes the optic hang off the back of the firearm and it looks retarded. Yeah. It's going to uh, be ugly and cumbersome. So I want it to be right. And that's what we're going to do. So one of the reasons I picked it up is uh, I've been watching a lot of videos and, and trainers. And one of the common questions is, is red dots cheating on a pistol? Oh, real quick. I was going to ask you, do you have one of those, um, laser casings that you put in the chamber so that you can align the red dot on your spectacle testicles wallet and watch to the one coming out of the barrel. So you're not wasting ammo. I've I'm working on doing, getting a five, five, six for the rifle and, uh, one for the pistol. But, uh, the, the question is, uh, you know, is red dots cheating on a pistol? Most people say yes. 
which means if I if shit goes down and I got to use it, I want to have every advantage possible. Now, does it also have the green dot on it? It's just red. And then, so you can't see it outdoors in the sunlight. Then you can because it's got twelve adjustment settings. My uh, my and I tested that, and even my Romeo Five for my rifle, it gets so bright. Actually, you can't even turn the brightness all the way up even outside. I was going to say with washes out. the laser pointers that they used to sell you mount on the front, you never knew how bad your handshake until you put one of those things on the front of your barrel. But no, I don't oh, think yeah, it's then, cheating. I mean, maybe, perhaps maybe if you're doing a a, a pistol competition, but not in self-defense. Well, they have pistol competitions with them, and that's yeah. what's nice. Once you get that thing targeted, all you got to do is put the red dot on whatever you want to mm-hmm. hit. You don't have to line up your rear sight and your front sights and, and, and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, figure it I'll do that before that decides to get banned. Yeah, right. And now for the What's in Your Head podcast TikTok lesson of the week. Shit's getting weird. Part infinity! All right, let's talk about the whole Georgia voting law thing. I've had to sift through a lot of bullshit to get to the facts, but here we go. Biden came out and said that the new voting law in Georgia ends early voting at 5 p.m. It's bullshit. It says 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. In addition to that, the old bill for early voting was 9 to 4. The new bill says 9 to 5 and has also added an additional Saturday. So, yeah. It also states that counties have the option to extend advanced voting hours to 7 p.m. if need be. Number two, voter ID for mail-in ballots. A lot of people have been saying that black people can't get IDs in the state of Georgia or something. I looked it up and you can get a state ID for free in Georgia. And then the other argument was, well, if they don't have a birth certificate, how can they get a state ID? Okay, well, the law states that you can use your social security number and date of birth. Wait, do, do people not have social security numbers in Georgia? I'm confused. Follow up with part two. And this has been the What's in Your Head podcast TikTok lesson of the week. That whole thing is just insane. It is insane. And, and you know, it really is. It's basically saying, hey, uh, African-Americans aren't smart enough to handle their shit to get IDs. It was so funny because... Um, when he first, they're playing, they're playing against you. When he first came out with that speech, there was a lot of African Americans and Hispanics on TikTok who were started imitating chimpanzees like with laptops, like biting on them because they didn't. According to Biden, they didn't know how to use computers to go register to get their IDs, and so they're basically saying, "What are you saying? We're dumb animals. We can't figure this stuff out." And so they were mocking him by pretending like they don't know what laptops are, and they're like looking at them and biting on them and throwing them across the room. It's just you so have to have an ID. To function in this world. Well, they started this everything. Remember so when? What? Remember when they went after Arizona during Obama's administration for the same thing because Arizona was enforcing the federal election guidelines of you had to have ID. Mm-hmm. And it was like, well, that's voter suppression. It's like, dude, who are you who are you suppressing the illegal? Everybody voter? has to have ID. I I remember when we I would we, when we would get pulled over in Ohio. They even at sixteen they would ask the passengers for their IDs. State law. Yeah. In Ohio. So have an ID. And in State Kentucky. ID. Well, you can't afford four bucks. Didn't matter how old you were. I, when I got pulled over driving from snow trails, when I sprained my wrist, um, I had two other people in the S10. Nick didn't have his seatbelt on. They took his ID. He got a ticket for not right wearing his seatbelt. He was 16 years old. They didn't give it to you. Yeah. He actually had to shift my, my five speed for me because it was my right wrist. And so I was driving my left mm-hmm. hand and he was shifting, shifting for me. But yeah, I, every state I've ever been pulled over and they asked the passenger for ID. It just seems such like a disingenuous argument. And it's no wonder that, you know, it's 
the people, you know, it comes off looking like you're just pandering for votes. Exactly what it is. And, and the whole thing would be completely different. It, and, but to be honest, it's so funny because it would flip flop. If there was a history of Hispanics voting for Republicans, it would be the other way. Republicans would be for against the IDs and the Democrats oh, yeah. like, Oh no, we need IDs. And so clearly it's one party, but yes, in all honesty, if it was flip-flopped, if there was, and it may go that way, because as we learned from the last election, especially in Miami, a lot more of the Hispanics did vote Republican this year. So who knows, maybe in the future that will flip-flop and the Democrats will be all for getting them IDs and the Republicans will be against it. But that's what it comes down to. They're just trying to get votes. And one more just hot button issue. You hot know, button the, issue. You know that story about the, uh, the lieutenant who was pepper sprayed uh, by the cops in Virginia? No, if it happened over the weekend, I was preoccupied. It actually happened back in December, but the big story was over the weekend. And uh, so this cop was fired for doing it. Uh, He's suing the police department for a million dollars. The video that's out there is very short. Well, I listened to the whole entire video of six minutes today. And they have done everything they could to de-escalate the situation. As they always do. The reason they pulled him over is he was driving a dark tinted vehicle with no tags. Hmm. Well, okay. And then the whole time they were asking him, the, he wouldn't listen. He wouldn't put his hands out the window. He wouldn't listen. He wouldn't get out of the vehicle. They told him somewhere between 50 and 150 times just to comply you know we're we don't want to make this worse i'm afraid to get out of one part where they probably screwed up a little he goes i'm afraid to get out of this and one of the cops says yeah you should be and maybe that's what they're hanging their hat on Mm -hmm. maybe that's what he got why he got fired because it was not a good look now i know this would fall into the white privilege category nowadays well the guy who got fired is uh has a hispanic last name so they couldn't use the no i was talking about myself i was gonna tell a story but finish yours first but uh, yeah, it was just interesting to hear, you know, and, and and just again seeing the dichotomy in the news, you know, if you use just these short snippets, people think it's something it really is not. Yeah, like what like what I was going to say is it would fall into the white um, white privilege category, and I've told a story before. I have been pulled over four times since I've had my concealed carry permit, mm-hmm. and ever since I started carrying a gun, I had never gotten a ticket, and here's why. Um, I live in Florida. Every car I have, my windows are tinted. Every time I've been pulled over, here's the exact procedure I go through. I roll down all four windows before I'm even stopped. I pull over. I stop. I take the turn off my engine. I take the key, throw it on the passenger seat. I get my concealed carry permit out, put it in my fingers, put both hands out the window. I'm not a threat. They can see my hands. All four windows are rolled down because they're all tinted. My engine's off and my keys are in the passenger seat. So all it does, take a quick glance as they're walking up. They see my hands out the window. So clearly I'm not going to grab for anything. All my windows are down so they can see no one else is in the car. And by the time they get to my window, they can see my keys in the passenger side. So now I'm not a flight risk, right? Right. I've eliminated all the risk. All my windows are down so there's no one inside who's a threat. My hands are out the window so I'm not a threat. I have my concealed carry permit in my fingers so they know that there's a gun in the car. So now they're aware of the situation that question has been taken off the table and every single time they've come back and 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 the biggest rule of the whole thing don't be a dick anybody ever seen roadhouse yeah well i was just thinking uh before you get into the roadhouse story and the other thing i thought if i got pulled over hey uh 
you know, do you have your registration officer? You will have to get it out of my glove box. There is a loaded blah, blah, blah. And, well, I've been down that road before. Um, usually I keep my gun in the console, but the one time I had a glove box, he's like, where's your firearm at? I'm like, my, he's like, uh, I need your license registration. I said, well, there's no, actually, he asked me where my firearm was and I told him, he said, well, can you put it in the glove box for me? I said, well, actually I got to get in my glove box to get you my license and registration. So he said, well, why don't we swap them out? Out of all the times, I've only had my gun removed from my car once, and that was down in Naples when I ran a red light for um, ran a red light and got pulled over by six motorcycle cops. Um, uh, it must have been a slow day in Naples. Well, they were just having to drive down the street, and it was right after Melody passed away, and I was working and wasn't paying attention. And But here's the thing. Every time they've asked me, you know why I pulled you over? In that case, oh, the red light I ran, or I was speeding, whatever. I'm being honest. I'm not being a dick. I'm not trying to come up with excuses. I've proved myself not a threat. And every time they come back and and say, thank you for being honest. Thank you for showing us respect by all the procedure that you went through. And, um, you know, and it helps. Rule number one, don't be a dick. Yeah, it doesn't come down to race. It comes down to if you're being an asshole or not. Mm-hmm. You know, it's. Speaking of wrestling and, cact- and uh, Terry Funk, here we go. Roadhouse. This, this is a new double deuce. I've put a lot of money and time into this. And to protect my investment, I've hired the best damn cooler in the business. Ah, uh, simpler now times. Now he's in charge of all the bar business. What he says goes. Dalton? Remember the scene? Morgan, you're out of here. What the fuck are you talking about? You don't have the right temperament for the trade. You asshole! What am I supposed to do? There's always barber college. <laughs> That's Terry Funk, the WWE wrestler. You're a dead man. Fast forward. Not drugs. Fast forward to the speech. So this is a movie that took place I'm back in time straight. when somebody was slighted, he, he seeked to My vengeance. way or the highway. Mm-hmm. So anybody wants to walk, do it now. That's a slogan that's not used enough these days. Yeah, right. My way or the highway. Try to throw sticks and stones. All right. Dust that one off. Do as I say. People who really want to have a good time won't come to a slaughterhouse. And we've got entirely too many troublemakers here. Too many, uh... Come on, that'll be nice. Trustees, a lot of the guys who come in here, we can't handle one-on-one. Even two-on-one. Ah, come what on. have to do is follow three simple rules. There we go, be nice. One, never underestimate your opponent. Expect the unexpected. Two, take it outside. Never start anything inside the bar unless it's absolutely necessary. In three. Be nice. Be nice. Still with the cops. Be nice. Come on. If somebody gets in your face and calls you a cocksucker, I want you to be nice. Okay. Ask him to walk. Be nice. If he won't walk, walk him. But be nice. If you can't walk him, one of the others will help you, and you'll both be be nice. nice. (laughs) What if he calls my mama a whore? I want you to remember... That it's a job. Be nice. It's nothing personal. Uh-huh. Being called a cocksucker and personal? No. 
It's two nouns combined to elicit a prescribed response. I wonder if somebody calls my mama a whore. <laughs> Is she? <laughs> so you said something that keyed me into what I believe is the swan song of horrible leaders. Okay, do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> That's it right there. That right there, I believe leaders need to set an example and hold themselves to a higher standard than those they are leading and that right there is the biggest load of bullshit and there's nobody in the world that can prove that that why that is a good statement and that's followed up second only by hey man it's not the job description (laughs) or can't see it from my house yeah right yeah those are all horrible hey we haven't made a shirt in a while and i was thinking i was telling gordon the other day uh with all that's going on being you know a crew that grew up in the 90s we were from that generation who basically listened to punk music we're basically raised the the question authority i remember my last decade of decent music i remember my mom's second husband was playing pink floyd of wall while he was drinking and the line came mother do i trust the government and he screamed no and so we were raised early and often not to trust the government question authority and of course now you can hear my kid talking because i shut her door and she didn't back up but anyhow she doesn't trust the government we, we, we've, <laughs> we've, the local we've government. we've gone from that realm to now where everybody's just well the younger cats step in line waiting for the government to tell them what to do and so i got to thinking what's a cool shirt i can come up with and i was listening to another podcast and they're throwing around the phrase toxic masculinity a lot Whoa. yeah I, I thought the same thing but i got thinking it will be a cool shirt toxic independence and then like have a subtitle says like you know take back your uh, freedom to make your own decisions or something along that so would you guys be interested in a toxic independence shirt (laughs) something along those lines something that just basically says fuck you i'm gonna make my own decisions." toxic freedom i will take all the information into hand i will process it and figure it out and make my decisions based on that because i can make my decisions for my own self because you know it's weird spending an entire weekend with a handful of people that's from Ohio with their mandatory mask requirements and all that. Mm-hmm. And just seeing how they operated out in public so different than me. Cause being down here in Florida, it's just it's like, like night and day. Like, like the sheeple. Well, not really sheeple. They're just so used to, you know, as soon as they step out of the car, mask on me, I don't put my mask on until we walk into the door and yep. we went to Walmart. I didn't put it on at all. Cause I know Walmart don't enforce it. When we went to the stadium, they said they they said it's required. So my whole thing is is if it's please put it on. Uh, sometimes I'll put it on. Sometimes I won't. If it says required, then I put it on because I don't need a Here's confrontation. The proof that the masks are bullshit is when you go to the gym, and they got what basically looks like a clear visor that you'd wear on your head right over their face and fucking nose, and all it does is push the air up and down. Well, not only that, I saw on TV they're showing an ad for these new masks that came out for while you're dining, and it's basically a nose condom. It's just a piece of cloth that goes over your nose, and it has two rubber bands to go over your ears. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, hold on, time out, stop. When this whole thing started, we were told to wear masks because we were trying to hide from the spittle, not from snot rockets, right? It was the spittle primarily. And so there's now there's still moisture. There's still droplets that come out of the nose. I know, but my point is now they're selling masks that only cover the nose and not the mouth. Well, you can't exactly eat with the mouth. Though. Well, you know what it is. How can we possibly peep? Now, now people got to wear masks. Mm-hmm. Well, what can we do to sell it to them that, that makes it look like a good idea, but in reality it makes them look fucking ridiculous? Yeah. 
kind of like basketball shoes in the nineties. I was talking to somebody this weekend who uh, said something concerning to me. I'm on a, I'm on the air. What's up? Well, then shut the door. Don't you're distracting me by staring at me through the door like some weird creeper. So shut the door, please. Or not. Anyhow, they said something to me that I thought was here's Johnny. Yeah. Right. I thought was a little weird, but explained a lot. This person said to me that they are forcing themselves to fly an American flag because post-Trump era, every time they look at an American flag, they think of Donald Trump, and it gives them the heebie-jeebies. Well, think about it. I have noticed since uh, Dear Leader has become president Mm -hmm. that they have tripled or quadrupled down on the American flags in the background when he speaks. Good. They need to. because It is a wall of flags. Because my whole argument to her was, you know, only person I and I said, well, why is that? She's like, well, because at all the rallies, all you saw was American flags. Yeah, and I'm like, well, whose fault's rally. that? The fault was the Democratic Party because for the longest time, including Obama era, they were always getting ridiculed for not having American flags on the stage. You go back prior to that, you know, even you know when Martin Luther King was marching on you know on equal rights, everybody had American flags. Both sides, everybody had American flags. So the flag wasn't a symbol of a particular party. It was a symbol of the yeah. country. And Don't so, let the idiot it, racist co-opt the fucking flag. And it's not Trump's fault that the Democratic Party went for five years without. So I'm happy to see that Biden's putting flags up. They need to. They need. And it's funny you said co-op because, you know, I, I we kind of got a little bit in that conversation. I said, well, you know, it's it's interesting because being here in Florida, I see a lot of cars with the Confederate flag saying, you know, heritage, not hate. And there's a lot of people getting upset, you know, about how people associate the rebel flag, quote unquote, or the Confederate flag with racism. And I've told people before, I said, well, you can sit here and say it's a battle flag and this and that. But the truth be told is through the 40s, 50s and 60s, a group of racists co-opted your flag and used it for their symbol of hate. And so you can't be surprised that people see it that way, just like. There's a lot of people who see the yellow Gadsden flag around the Obama time when the Tea Party co-opted it. And so people just assume now if you fly a Gadsden flag, the yellow one, that you're a nutball. So you have to trade that in and get the white don't tread on me flag or join or die well, flag. And and the unfortunately, the Confederate flag goes deeper than the 40s and 50s. It goes back to the Civil War when it was a bunch of a group of states who were still pro-slavery. No, I yeah, I know. But my point the, was the my so point was oh, exactly. But my point was being when all the Klan rallies were televised in the 50s and 60s, you saw just row after row of rebel flags. And so that's oh, when right. it really got co-opted into that particular thing. Into pop culture, so to speak. And I said, well, I said, well, here's the thing. And I said, the, the one thing I didn't, that kind of annoyed me when people, and I brought up the uh, Minneapolis, for example, I said, I said, here's the problem. When people don't understand that the American flag, NFL, Tampa Bay, Raymond James Stadium, the American flag represents us, the people, not the country, not the, I'm sorry, not the government. The government has their own flag. It's blue. It's got an eagle on it, circle, and, you know, got a bunch of arrows in one hand, olive branch in the other hand. Every city, every state, every police department has their own flag. So if you're upset with Minneapolis, maybe go on Amazon and buy a Minneapolis city flag. Which is on fire again, by the way. Maybe buy a copy of the flag of your local police precinct and burn that shit. Don't burn the American flag because that represents us, the people. If you're mad at the government, 
burn the blue flag with the eagle on it. If you're mad at your your state, burn the state flag. If you're mad at your city, burn their flag. But everybody just assumes that the American flag represents the American government, and it doesn't. It represents us, the people. And that's where we need to get back with these damn, you know, sports. Raymond James Stadium not having a flag. It has nothing to do with our government. It has to do with us, the people. And so, I don't know. That's just my little thing on that. You ready for the news? Yeah, let's do the news. Oh, let me. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Did I do the one last week with the Waste Pro? I don't think. No, we didn't have we a show last we week. We didn't have a show last week. I, I I got some messages. Hey, is Dave back in town? Because I ran a replay with Dave on it. But I was wondering <coughs> who that was going to. But I mean, we have it. Why not play it? You know, it was. We're all on the show. It was. Why yep. you know? Why not do it? Why pretend that those shows didn't exist? And they, they were good shows. Mm-hmm. It was nice to have a third person with a differing opinion, and we need to try to get back to that point at some point. I need to try to find a, a, a third person to bring on the show. So if anybody's interested, and by the way, uh, this episode of the What's Your Head podcast is brought to you by from the Dak Computers. Dak Computers has been providing IT solutions for all of Southwest Florida since 2004, and we've been providing IT solutions for anybody for the last four or five years via remote support. So as long as you have working internet access and you need help, give them a call 239-283-1120. And this week's Tech Tip of the Week for those of you with seniors in your family, do me a favor. Do yourself a family. Do yourself a family. Do your family a favor. Go on YouTube. Just search and find anyone. I'm called um, Telephone Scammer Payback. There's a group of guys who get these phone calls from Microsoft or Amazon, and they, they basically expose the whole scam. I had a customer call me Friday night freaking out. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, Saturday morning when I was um, on my way to Tampa, I spent, uh, I was on the phone with Microsoft yesterday from 6 p.m. until 9 p.m. They've shut down my, my bank accounts. They had me going to buy $2,000 worth of Google Play cards. And I knew the, right I, there's your red flag. I dude. knew the whole thing because I watch these videos. So, anyhow, Google one of these videos where the scammer exposes that way you can hear the, their steps. Cause the guy pretends like he's an old lady. He pretends like he's in his car driving a target to get these cards. And you'll hear the scammer saying, now, when you go in there, tell them that you're buying it for personal reasons. Don't explain what's going on. Meanwhile, this guy's hacking back into their computer at the call center and deleting all their files, which is fantastic. And so while they think and those man, those guys get effing up. Yeah. And Ooh. so it's send them that one. Awesome. It's amusing to watch, but two, you'll hear step-by-step step what the ruse is. And so when Microsoft calls you or Amazon calls you saying somebody in Ohio bought an iPhone for $2,000 or the IRS calls you, the seniors, you know, the people who aren't computer savvy family, if they watch the video, they'll kind of pick up on it. So when Microsoft calls and they start hearing this, now what saved her is this has happened so much that when she went to spend $2,000 on two Google Play cards, her credit card company declined it because they knew what was going on. Did you see that video from Mark Robert I sent you where he actually got together with uh, the FBI and and everybody else? And they actually – these are actually stateside people. And he's the guy who did the glitter bombs and the stink bombs for the porch pirates. Well, he did the same kind of situation for these scammers and uh, – yeah, I was explaining it to the to the customer because I picked up her computer just to make sure they didn't leave any residual stuff on it from when they logged in. But I was explaining to her, yeah, the guy, you know, I was one. I explained to her about the documentary they're doing where the one guy hacked in, found mm-hmm. their security system, and then found their server where they store all their phone call logs and was able to use mm-hmm. the timestamps to figure out which 
person on the video which um, computer lined up and he actually figured out and he then he found the uh, manager's spreadsheet of how their commissions get paid so he was actually able to figure out the names and identity of everybody at the call center and they turned oh, all yeah and then they even got stateside mules basically to pick up packages at yes. Airbnbs. and so i was explaining to her See? i was explaining to her that this guy was able to listen to one of the phone logs and figure out that there was a woman in texas who got scammed and she had just sent an envelope and they got the address and they were able to stop the FedEx guy three houses down, tell him to do a return to sender, tell him what was going on. And as soon as the FedEx driver passed the address that they were staking out, the woman who was sitting on the porch mm-hmm. saw him drive by, hopped in her car. And so they tracked her down. But yeah, it's, it's a, a big elaborate thing. And these guys are making, I would say close to millions of dollars a year. It's so hey, sad. Uh- Morgan Long's replying to your call out. How do I get an audition? Send me an email to info. Like we've got talent around here. <laughs> yeah, send me an email to info at d-410.com. That's info at d-410.com. But we definitely want to get the third person, um, you know, element into the show. And, and it's it'd be cool, too, if it was somebody of a slightly different or maybe even majorly differently opinion just to, to have a little... Because one of the fun things, going, variety, in yeah, show. one of the fun things going back to listen to Dave, his opinion on everything was so out there that it 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 mixed things up and it gave us things to bounce off of, and of course, fun to make fun of them. Joining us now from the Digital Four Ten West News Desk in Las Vegas, Nevada, Gordon Abernathy. And I'm such an amateur, I forgot to say that's the Act Computers Tech Tip of the Week. And give them a call at two three nine two eight three eleven twenty or go to act-capecoral.com. Gordon. All right, quick news. So Minnesota's on fire again. Yay. Uh, I mean, boo. Boo. Uh, so what happened is uh, yesterday. Well, didn't they raid their capital? It's it's bad. Um, so the cops are basically can't, coming out to say that when uh, 20-year-old Dwayne White was shot, it was an accidental discharge. The cop was supposed to be trying to get his taser and not his lethal. Uh, so... Needless well, to say, now I'm not hell is breaking loose again. I don't want to team up against the cops on this, but I have not only, not only that, it's called muscle memory. Yes. I always observe, like when I see police and I, I, I observe their Batman utility belt and they, and they, for very good reason, they have their taser in a particular different area. It's nowhere near the firearm. So during their training, the muscle memory, they know exactly where to reach on their Batman utility belt to grab the taser. And so he should have had that muscle memory. As long as he had the cognitive decision to say, okay, this is a taser situation, his hand should muscle memory reach for the taser and not the gun that's on a completely different part of his body. So that in itself is a little weird. It's like you said, maybe a training issue. Yeah. So Brooklyn Center, Minnesota, a police officer who fatally shot a black man during a traffic stop in Minneapolis suburb apparently intended to fire a taser, not a handgun, as a man struggled with police, according to the police uh, chief on Monday. Brooklyn Center Police Chief Tom Gannon described the shooting death uh, of Sunday of 20-year-old Dwayne White as, as an accidental discharge. It happened uh, as police are trying to arrest White right uh, on an outstanding warrant. The shooting sparked protests, unrest in the metropolitan area are already on edge because of the current trial of George in George Floyd's death. So the officer was heard saying, "I'll tase you, I'll tase you, taser, taser, taser." We're also known as riding the lightning. Uh, but unfortunately, um, he shot him and you do hear in the, the, the cam video, holy shit, I shot him. So, uh, well, isn't that the response you want though? 
Yeah. I want a holy shit, what did I do? Opposed to die, motherfucker, die. You know, yeah. I want my law enforcement. Or you should be afraid. I want uh, my law enforcement officers upset when they shoot somebody because that shows that they're still human and they have feelings and that they're not just uh, willy-nilly hurting people. Well, let's talk about break-ins for a second. Mm-hmm. Imagine, you know, going down the street and you see In a my potential, six to, to potential burglar trying to get into a house. <sighs> what do you do? It depends. Well, you call the cops. Yes, I was going to say it depends on the state because, for example, and it depends on where you're at. Here in the state of Florida, um, you are not allowed to leave the sanctity and the safety of your home to protect property. And so if your neighbors aren't home, there's no cars in the driveway, and you're pretty sure that the neighbors aren't home, it, it wouldn't take much for a defense attorney to make you in the wrong. Just like if you're sleeping in your bed and you have security cameras and you see somebody breaking your car, if you go outside and confront them and shoot them, you're going to jail because you weren't in, your life was not in danger. You're in the safety of your house. You have insurance on your car. Anything in your car could be replaced except for maybe customer data if you have a laptop in there but anyhow mm-hmm. um, you, in the garage yeah but you can't <laughs> you, in the state of florida you cannot use lethal force to protect property well this happened in the state of north kakalaki where's that and north carolina so uh what's interesting is the projected or or the thought after potential burglar we've all seen various types of people or animals trying to break in. But what is interesting is this break-in, the person or thing that was arrested was actually a goat. I like to help Like you, the greatest son. of all time? He's like a, the best burglar? He's the goat? Yep. No. It's like, I'd like to help you, son, but you smell like a, a goat. goat. Ha, ha, so, yes. Ha, ha. There's Police a time for taking North- and a time for giving, but ripping off the bottle server is how we make our living. So police in Eastern North Carolina said they've arrested a goat after they got a call reporting the attempted break-in. The Charlotte Observer reported the incident occurred Tuesday in the college town of Greenville. So, you know, the Animal Protective Services of Greenville Police Department said in a statement that they've arrived to find the goat hanging out a window or hanging out around windows of a house. The goat was taken to the city's animal shelter and will be soon uh, picked up by its owner to finish his or her uh, house arrest. Mm-hmm. So, street hockey. Okay. Game Would you call. play street hockey? Would um, you be interested in pickup street hockey? Nick and I didn't play street hockey, but once we got rollerblades, we went and played um, tennis court hockey over at the Buckeyes Boys Ranch. So we'd actually play in the tennis carts where the the nets were down, simply so you didn't have to do the Wayne's World car game on stuff when the cars came. Which sounds reasonable, right? Well, so Henderson, Nevada, suburb of Las Vegas, Henderson Pickup Street Hockey Group has been shut down by the city as the city advertises its own leagues. That's Bush League. So they're not doing it for safety. They they want to promote their own league. It's kind no, of like here in Cape... They're trying to say it's for safety. Yeah, but it's kind of like here in Cape Coral how businesses can't use bandit signs or hang up banners, but uh, yep. Cape Coral can do it to promote their stuff. Yep. So when the Golden Knights came to town and started three years ago, a small group of Henderson residents, they were inspired, right? So they decided to get into the game themselves, but they didn't have all the equipment for ice because we are in the desert. So they took to the street or a tennis court in this case. 
Uh, it's always been very casual, very acceptable and open to all skill levels, according to Rob Reed. Yeah, as he's talking about the group, while the Facebook group has grown to over 300 people, nice size league, uh, on a given any given night with 10 to 15 people just showing up to play. We are not wearing pads, so we're very careful uh, not to have any contact at all, which we don't, according to Carnell Johnson, who's played with the group since its inception and sings the national anthem. This is one Golden Pipes. This is the guy who uh, sings on the boats down at the Venetian. He's also our famous, uh, our famous national anthem guy here. But over the past year, players have said they've been faced with challenges just to be able to play the game. We actually had Henderson police come out and say, hey, we got a complaint that you're guys out here messing things up. You punks are messing things up. You rabble rouse. I'm, 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 I'm adding that. And, you know, they showed them that they're not. We are fully compliant. We got permission. We reserved the court. And, you know, they let us do it for months on end, and they were absolutely okay with it. That was until Friday night a couple of weeks ago when Reed and Johnson said two officials from Henderson Parks and Rec showed up. Oh, I got to watch those guys. They actually told us that they have been sent directly from the director of Parks and Recreation to shut our group down specifically, according to Reed. Reed said that uh, they were confused because they had already gotten approval to use the courts for this. They allowed us to finish a game and said they'll be in touch. You're infringing on our territories, son. Big Tech. There's an issue. Uh, this is out of Carson City. Big Tech and Nevada repair shops are clashing over the right to repair devices. Like laptop, like cell phone devices? Uh, all of the above. Yes. Hold on. So the, hold a- on. We actually have an intro for the Big Tech. I know it's a long road to get there, but you know when you actually have a an intro for something like big tech, that's our big tech intro. For those who've grown up in the '90s, yes, that is Cold Chamber Big Truck, but we so delicately changed it to big tech. Go ahead. So up in Carson City, there's trade groups representing big tech companies and repair shops, which are facing off against each other over Nevada proposal in the state legislature currently that will require hardware manufacturers to give repair shops the ability to fix devices like computers, phones, tablets, and printers. Basically saying, hey, you manufacturers have to give this the ability, the schematics or whatever to allow them to fix this. Lawmakers in the big committee hearing heard testimony on a bill that would require this to happen. The cost and the accessibility of repairs have been made more urgent because of the pandemic. You know, it has increased the reliance on I don't uh, for students and remote learning and uh, they're just fighting over it. It's I don't like, know why like it has to be they don't, they, they, they don't want you to fix it. They want you to turn around and buy a new product. But I don't know why it has to be law because the documentation is pretty much out there. The difference between a computer repairman and an everyday user is we know how to use Google better than you do. Um, the first time I ever replaced a um, screen on a Lenovo Flex 4, it's a touchscreen with glass. It's a very delicate operation. I found it well, on YouTube. The yep, papers well, are out there. Yeah, and the schematics. But but the trick is is to non-authorized repair businesses. So if you're not an authorized iPhone repair business, you, the law is that you still they still have to provide you with the parts, the tools. And yeah, the I was going to say the only thing that they really need to work on was the replacement parts availability. 
Um, but to be honest, with you, if you're if you're fixing like tablet motherboards and cell phone motherboards, it's all soldered. There's no removable parts. And I've been watching videos, and basically they use this weird liquid solder. It's insane. It's how they actually do it. They it's not a soldering gun and a piece of line like it was back in the day. It's a liquid solder. It's insane. They like basically clear off the the area and pour this liquid solder on there, and obviously it doesn't stick to the green part of the motherboard. But it's crazy it has how a it chemical works. Chemical reaction where it solders it on that that conductor. Mm-hmm. It's weird how it works, but yeah. And chances, and, uh, if you have that skill level, and chances are you're going to have the resources to uh, to find the stuff. But yeah, I I can kind of see it. It's a pain in the ass. Like, um, for example, if you want Asus parts, you have to sign up for the reseller program, which I've done a lot of that stuff with laptop repairs over the year years but um there's ways around it i don't know if you need legislation for it except for maybe trying to get iphone parts or or maybe certain galaxy products yeah so you've been known to, to play a little online gaming mm-hmm. a little multiplayer mm-hmm. well that that's happening also this uh unfortunately a wife has killed her husband while he played video game on a live chat you know I've been waiting. I I don't want to say well, I've been wa- it happened in my town of Las Vegas. Well, I don't want to say I've been waiting for this. I often told Carrie, God, like years ago, back when online gaming, I told her I was waiting for the day the episode of like um, Law and Order. You know how they used to start the episode with someone getting murdered or something, where somebody was on a live chat, whether it's social media or uh, doing a live stream, where they were playing games and you'd see the person come up behind them and cap them. So you know it's kind of been a long time come if you think about it with all the people live streaming out there so check this out this comes in from ktnv but the new details have been released in a case of a las vegas woman accused of killing her husband new police documents now claim that she killed him while he was on a live video game chat officers said emily akuda staged the murder as an accident she called 911 after and said that she found her husband face down after returning face home down ass dog. up that's the way we like to no i'm sorry go ahead not, she, not appropriate for the story he may have shot himself or off himself right but officer says evidence and witnesses didn't support that story including a neighbor who said they heard the couple arguing and this happened near actually my part of town here and uh, the friends of the husband who was on the video game chat called the police to say they heard what sounded like a gunshot. Officer said uh, uh, she staged a murder and she and. Uh, and a friend of the husband. Said, yeah, but she's basically facing murder charges for. Uh, doing a live, you know, while he's doing a live stream. Check, just because uh, you watch true crime and you listen to our friend true crime garage. Guys, I went to high school with Nick and Pat. Uh, they host, they have a huge true crime podcast. Just because you listen to Nick and Pat on True Crime Garage and you watch Dis- Investigation Discovery and all that doesn't mean you know how to get away with murder, especially when their husband's online streaming. And it's not like she didn't know. That's probably part of the reason. He's always in there. That's He's probably, always yeah, streaming. He's never around. I never get my attention. I never get what I need. What about my needs? What about my needs? No, he's always in there. So you knew what he was doing in that room because most live streamers, they have a place, kind of like I do, where you do it so that your kid's not coming in. and Well, didn't work for me, but hypothetically you do it in an area where you have a little bit of quiet. You don't get the background noise. You don't have the interruption. So you knew what he was doing in there. So that's just insane. Yep. So there you go. That is it for the news on this fine 412 21.
This concludes the evening news, and now back to the ACT Computer Studio in Cape Coral, Florida. Before we go, I've been... You ever lost a set of car keys, Gordon? You ever lost a key fob, more importantly? No. I didn't lose it, even though I'm getting kind of blamed for it. Uh, Because I keep... I keep Carrie's spare Volkswagen key fob in my in a disclosed lo- undisclosed location in the house where she knows where it's at. And so whenever I drive her car, I take it because it doesn't have any other keys on it. I don't know about you, but as my pants have gotten less baggier, I don't like a bunch of keys in my pocket. So like my car, like my keys for my Tacoma, my Tundra, I have the ignition key and I have like two keys on it. All the rest of my janitor keys I have on another bundle stashed somewhere else, like all my office keys, because I don't like walking around the big old ball of keys in my pocket. It's uncomfortable. So anytime I take her Volkswagen, I take the spare keys because it's just the fob. Well, we have just the fob, but her keys with the fob and the two house keys are missing, and we can't find them. Mm. I might end up having to drop like 320 bucks to replace them because it's a, it's a lease. But, uh, yeah, I turn his house upside down. I asked Dad to talk to his friend that we were with at Easter and they're not at their house. They're not at Dave and Buster's, which by the way, Dave and Buster's, well, I don't know if they're Dave and Buster's. I called Dave and Buster's and said, Hey, did anybody turn in a key fob Volkswagen with two house keys on it? Hold on, sir. Let me check. Sir. Yes, ma'am. Um, you're gonna have to come down here. I can't open up my locker and tell you what I have in our lost and found. That's my ruse. You think I'm just going to come so down I'm there? Get down there and open it for you. I mean, well, well, what's the ruse? Am I going to come down there and just grab a random set of car keys and drive around Southwest Florida and every parking lot and hit the button to look it? Here's a thought, Dave and Buster's. If I come down to your establishment and you have Volkswagen keys with two house keys on it, if you walk your happy ass out to the parking lot and you go boop and my lights go doot, doot, then they're my keys. If you tell me you have Volkswagen keys and I drive down there and you come out and you go and nothing happens, then they're not my keys. So what's the ruse? Why so secretive? I don't want to know the inventory of your lost and found. I asked a simple question. Do you have Volkswagen key fob with two house keys on it? The answer is either yes or no, not, well, you're going to come down here. I can't tell you the phone. Please. That's insane. Dumb. Did you go down there anyway? No. That's probably where they're at. No, because I drove my truck that day. That was the date resulting in me not having my jacket when I went to the WrestleMania because I didn't want to take the kids in the Volkswagen because then they have two rooms sit close together. I wanted them in the truck so they had no reason to be close together. You know what I mean? She shouldn't have a boyfriend anyhow. Why don't you be on a boat? (laughs) No, they've been gone before I went to Miami. We've been looking for them since Easter. (sighs) Yeah, so that sucks. Missing keys sucks. But anyhow, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the What's Your Head podcast. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us for tonight. And um, we will check in with you guys next Monday. Bailey, as you can see, is patiently waiting to get out of the studio. The The puppy cam has been working, Gordon. We haven't lost audio. Um, that's last week when we did the Dave Best Of, I did a live stream to explain to our audience that we were going to take the night off. And I was having audio issues. I was like, what the and so I went out and I downloaded, apparently, my version of OBS is like six versions behind. <laughs> so I down, I updated my my Zoom and my OBS. So now we have the latest version. And imagine that, and all our audio problems went away. So um, I updated. 
You need a you need to get a hold of a tech company, a computer repair. Company yeah, I need I need well I need I need I need a producer in here to take care of this stuff. I mean, I just don't have you know, with all I got going on. You're out on. of bandwidth, basically. Yeah, it's just you know, I got three podcasts I'm trying to host, a YouTube channel, a TikTok. By the way, my TikTok, I'm two likes away from seven thousand. Once I get to ten thousand, uh, it's good things happen. So if you guys haven't done so, head over to D High until they move that goalpost. They will. They always move the goalpost. That's why I'm not monetized on YouTube. I used to be. I made like three dollars and fifty cents one month, but then they moved the goalpost. So if you want to guys help me get to the creator fund before they move the goalpost, if you head over to D High from four ten dot com, there's a new link on there. Um, it'll actually has all our social media links, which will take you to YouTube, my TikTok, Instagram, and all that stuff. And uh, please go like us on there, and um, that'll be cool if you did. But, you know, um, I usually talk and try to play music in the background right now. Here, I'll just put this on here. But uh, thank you guys so much. And, um, oh, please head over to Patreon. We're going to talk about Patreon exclusive. Uh, we need to get on that. I got, I've been putting a lot of videos up. I'm into this. I'm doing a Savage Anywhere routine. And, of course, I was gone all the weekend. And so... I did one tonight, which I thought was going to be easier. I skipped the day because the one I was supposed to do, I need a 32-inch box. I want to build a box to jump on. So I, I did one where I just have to run 200 meters, come back, do four pull-ups, eight push-ups, 12 um, air squats, do that 15 times. Sounds easy. Not when you got home at 2.30 in the morning, got up early, went to work all day. I was beat on that. But that video will be up tomorrow with some, some clips, including the WrestleMania footage I took from the wrestling ring. But uh, head over to YouTube.com, look for Digital 410 and Analog 410, where you find most of Gordon's stuff, and especially the Pew Pew stuff. And, uh, but we will talk to you guys next week. Gordon, you got anything to say before we roll out? You guys have a great week. We'll talk to you on Monday. Talk to you on Monday. Yep. This has been a Digital 410 production. 